0: and we are so happy to be here tonight and thank you Janet Lee I just never never get tired of those nimble fingers and that fancy foot moving over the bass pedals and I just loved all those special melodies and ladies and gentlemen we are going to continue uh, with the body without the spirit is dead and what is the spirit without the body and this will be part two And as I said, we're very happy to have you here. Okay, let's talk about it. Uh, The spirit uh, without the body, what does that mean? Well, if you're coming from the first domain, and you have been in the forevers of the evers with the Lord of lords and the God of gods, the, the I am, invisible God, and you are now coming out of the first domain to go into a new universe that is just in the process of being created and you have mission to do Well, you're only a spirit and uh... that works uh, perfect for the first domain because the first domain is one hundred percent spirit but the universe is uh... just the opposite it is 100 percent material and substance and so to express yourself in the first domain you need to have a body and you need to have a body so that as other uh uh, entities arise through the creations uh, and as they begin to uh, come to a place where they're recognizing that there is a god Uh, they have that kind of a consciousness, then if you want to communicate with them, uh, you need to be able to have a body to do that in. Otherwise, it is is always more just like a dream, and it has a lot of questionability as to whether uh, to those people it really happened or not. So, that is one thing uh, that is the situation uh, of a spirit without a body. A spirit without a body in the first domain uh, is perfect. It doesn't need a body. That's why the Bible says in, in the the in heaven, talking about the capital H heaven, not the small case heavens. Because you know, even a firmament uh, like a sky and and the different atmospheres are heavens on earth. And then there are cosmic heavens and heavens around other planets and so forth. Uh, and there there's just lots of those kind of heavens. But heaven, capital H which is the first domain domain uh, coming uh, from one sense from the abbreviated word uh, Kingdom D-O-M representing domain and uh, so in that heaven of heavens you do not need uh, a a body you are perfect with spirit only but in the physical domain you need a body so the angels, uh, they could be called uh, judges, they could be called uh, gods, Uh, that is all totally perfect within the Hebrew or or Greek uh, uh, contextuality uh, of those languages. And uh, it's, it's just like in an English dictionary, you look up a word and there can be uh number one, number two, number three, number four, sometimes number five of different kinds of of uh definitions, all applying to that particular uh word. Uh it's the same way in the Greek, it's the same way in the Hebrew. Uh sometimes um, the contextuality context context like being the script itself um is more uh closely woven uh to where there could be like gods and and there could be uh you know uh judges uh they can actually be very closely woven uh when you really get into the uh, transliterations and etc so uh we have in genesis in the beginning god but the 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 hebrew there is really a classic uh, plural, and uh, and the uh, um, some of the translators, most of the translators, in fact, say that well because the verb is a he, uh, that it's modified and therefore even though it it uh, uh, is a plural term because it is modified by the pronoun a he, uh, that therefore uh, makes it a singular and and uh, you know i understand the point they're they're making and uh it does have a certain technically correct uh, aspect but um uh the thing that we teach which is uh you know uh correct and biblical is that the context overrides any of the gr- uh, grammatical aspects because in the writing of of the bible there are so many times when it will use an a, a, a an and a he uh possibly a she and it's really uh, not referring to a uh, to a personification of a person it's really preferring uh to just a descriptive uh that is uh using uh, being used as an uh, a flow of the language to from uh, one uh part of the constant of verse to another part of the constant of verse. I don't want to get too technical with it, but but when you have, like in 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 the beginning, God, and then you have all the different uh, parts in the Scripture, you know, like uh, the 26th verse of the first chapter, that says, and God said, let us make man in our, our image. Then you have a decided and, and definite uh, definition of the word God. That's within the context, so that that, that God is a let us. It's, it's a plurality, just as the word itself is a plurality. So uh, uh, then you have the gods that came to create the heavens and earth, and these were the messengers, or when you transliterate the the greek word uh angel uh it becomes uh you know or pardon me greek word messenger becomes angel you know uh when translated uh, or transliterated into the english so then we've got gods we've got angels and we could also have judges uh and those would all be correct terms we could even say spirits that'd be a little bit more uh uh you know uh of cautious use but it it could technically uh, with supported scriptures be used so uh, these uh, creators these gods uh, right early in in, in their mission uh, uh, they are saying in the 26th verse and God said let us make man in our image uh, so it's very clear that they already have a physical image and they are discussing about making man which is you know the uh, human people uh and making in their image and that was really a brainy and spiritual thing because they had made uh what i'm sure there's a there's a time it takes to to create and come up with all of the ideas for the body parts and and all of the capabilities of the brain and the connection with the spirit the connection with the mind and uh and so they they uh they decided that you know we've worked on this we've got these bodies and uh they're really really good in fact the bible says that uh, they're wonderfully made the human body is wonderfully made so they say you know let us make man in our image you know and in, in our likeness they're going to look like we gods look because we've got physical bodies and they're going to look like that and so uh what is the body uh what is the spirit without the body well it's non-communicative and uh and so the the spirit without the body in the in the, in the universe needs a body, and they attended to that uh just you know only twenty six verses later they're talking about that, obviously many verses earlier they prepared bodies for themselves so uh and you know and we we could just go on and 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 take that uh into many other uh expressions of of um in depth. Uh, applications, but uh, that's just one part that we want to make uh, to cover this title uh, of message that that we are, uh, you know, that we are into. Now uh, we talked uh, a little bit of scientific talk last week. We talked about the rest mass, R-E-S-T mass, M-A-S-S, of a body or a spirit, and uh, I, I think I. Uh, fairly um, um uh much in a reasonable way showed how that uh there was really a rest mass state uh that affects the spiritual uh and the physical uh deployment of of earth entities um I, we also talked about absolute space uh like uh that special place uh within each one's nature uh without uh relations uh, to anything external uh, that is an absolute space independent uh, of the things um, uh, in uh, adjacent space. So there are some uh, very, very interesting things we may still be able to talk about on that uh, if we can find the time. We also mentioned how that rest mass can be dilated, and then we made the comparison how interesting that is because when a... A a a, a to be mother uh, is go- getting ready to have a, a, a baby, have a child. Uh, then her uh, her uh, personal organ, uh, you know, dilates to allow there to be an opening large enough for the head and body to come through. So this uh, dilation is a really interesting word and has an attachment uh, really to to life. And we will see uh, if we have the time, we may have to go into a third edition of this message, but we'll see if we have the time, uh, you know, uh, to, uh, uh, you know, get into a little bit of that rest mass and, and, uh, you know, the the dilation aspect, because that is for sure an absolutely uh, exciting uh, aspect. Now, I'm going to take you on a journey today. I'm going to take you back uh into some experiences in the ministry that I had and I really think that this is the time that it needs to be mentioned uh you know and it it needs to be uh uh you know developed here in this message to show people uh, where we came from where we are headed with some of these revelations that uh, that we are into the deepening of uh, and we're specifically talking about a rendering of spirit to spirit revelation, and uh, because our subject is about the spirit, and this idea of spirit to spirit is just essentially uh, a thread that belongs to uh, the in absolute space concept uh, and absolute, uh, you know. Uh, uh, place of of being in god uh you know so that you have a distinction you have a fingerprint you have an impression that is you know uh your own and it's different from everybody else and everybody else's is each different from another person and that is a beautiful incredible and sacred thing even in our physical body we have fingerprints that identify us as different from any other person uh... that is true not only we have found out with fingerprints but there are voice prints there are eye prints and and uh... uh those things all uh, detail us as being the person that we are uh... by those impressions uh... by the same token uh... we could take that on beyond the physical and we can very well know that if that is true in the physical There is a relationship in the spirit because uh, we have very well uh, been given uh, biblical uh, information how that uh, things that are on on the earth are um, their signs, their images, their shadows, their types of, of the heavens, of the spiritual things. So then if the physical impressions that we have in our physical bodies our shadows and types then we must know if we were able to take that to the ultimate interpretation there would be something of a very deep revelation and very beautiful revelation of how uh the uh, the spirit of each person uh has an aspect uh that that is an impression uh that is different from any other impression uh we understand that um in the Holy Manifest uh, book, and its teachings that were revealed by Gabriel, how that there are the different wheels. And these different wheels are in different levels. And within these different wheels, there are different colors. And these different colors uh, are uh, telltale signs of where people are in their uh, emanation capabilities uh, as as spirits of god uh so so those are our impressions and of course it goes way beyond there but that is not the the message i'm, I'm teaching today but we're you know we're uh, hitting on just a few interesting points because it all does really go well with this uh, if the body uh, without the spirit is dead what is the spirit without the body And uh, by the way, uh, that first part of the uh, uh, the first part of the statement, "the body without the spirit is dead," is in James, chapter two, verse twenty-six. Okay, all right. Now, I want to take you back in time. I want to take you back something like in my life. Something like over forty years ago during this time we were having uh you know church services and um <clears throat> we were uh we were a lively bunch we liked to praise god we liked to raise our hands and worship god we liked to sing uh we were excited about everything that the spirit would do and uh we just we just enjoyed the whole aspect of every facet that had to do with uh the holy spirit oracles and and uh it it was living from spirit to spirit from glory to glory uh from experience to experience from excitement to excitement and and uh you you have a way of getting uh wrapped up in those kind of things and they become essentialities and as in essentialities you, you get so uh, satisfactorily fed with it, with it that you don't really think that you need anything else. <coughs> you, don't, you don't even contemplate that because you are so satisfied with these essentialities and the various glories that, uh, that have belonged to you, as the Bible puts it, uh, before the foundations of the world. <coughs> okay, Now, um, during that, that period you might say that i had an experience of absolute space a spirit uh, a, an experience in which there was a revelation that was given to me that did not belong to anything else that i had been acquainted with to anything else that that belonged to some of the different glories and different levels of revelation and in this um uh you know very unusual experience it was like it was a dream on one uh, side but on the other side it was like it was actually happening it was like it was a forecast a prophecy and like uh, i was uh... approaching this whole dream uh... in a virtual reality and that these things were actually happening right then in my dream as a virtual reality (coughs) And what it was, was I came into the the church and I was quite amazed because of there being all of the the pews and the chairs set up like we usually had it and the platform set up the way that we usually had it. That was all changed. And instead, there were uh, individual school desks. And uh, on each desk, there was some kind of an electronic gadget and uh... and i understood it to be computer now this was before before the internet was anything and and this was way way back in time when uh... the idea wasn't really uh... you know out there in a substantiated way of what the uh... computer world would become that it, like it is today and uh... and at every desk there was this electronic device uh, which allowed people to con to 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 speak uh, to uh, the uh, and connect with the platform. On the platform were these screens, and these were like computer screens, but they were very very large. And then there was a a switch operator, who was the master controller, and he set off to one side on the platform, and he could. Uh, connect the buttons to anyone out there at these desks and he could turn them on, turn them off. If they would press a button to show that they had something that they wanted uh, to put up on the screen, then he uh, was the one that could decide uh, whether to allow that or not. Uh, and so what would happen is uh, someone would receive maybe a prophecy or a discerning or some unusual oracle. And so then they would type it and uh, <clears throat> it would it would come up on the screen. Then there would be opportunities for all of the rest of the body uh, to make comments on it or to, to add to it. Uh, give additional revelation a different additional prophecy uh d- additional uh, summation uh it it was just uh you know uh, absolutely incredible thing how that that was all operating well I knew that this was a school of the prophets and that this was something uh, as a, a forecast of the future that there was going to be uh something that would advance to where this school was going to become a computer school. And, and, and so this was, like I say, many, many, many years ago. Well, um, I thought about it a lot, but it just didn't, you know, the, the computer equipment, the capability to even do that wasn't even uh, provisional at the time and so uh you know we just sort of let it ride and we went on with our conducting and and receiving other kinds of revelations and writings and 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 so forth then came the time that i received the revelation of the ark and and the 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 rhyming prophecy of the ark and when i received it uh i was told you know like uh uh, it, we were to go, we were to build this ark, a lot, like Noah's Ark. And and it described it, you know, and it sounded like Noah's Ark. And the question was, okay, are uh, you know, is this a literal ark? And, and yes, it is. It's a literal ark. Well, um, uh, I had lots of questions in my mind about it. And I knew just from the business end that I had capabilities of uh, we were looking at something that would be multi millions of dollars to, to do, and it would take a uh, you know a lot of talent and and uh, to put it together, but I just figured you know if it's meant to be it, it's meant to be, and we carried on with the idea that one day we would build this, this uh, uh, literal ark, but then as time went on, revelations began to come into my mind, and the other day I was digging in some of my boxes that I'm going through to try to. You know get everything uh, in file cabinets and i ran across this uh advertisement that we put in the newspaper and what it was was a picture of a rocket and 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 it, w- and it said on it arc two and uh we were basically at that time uh getting into a different kind of understanding that there was something uh incredibly more modern and and uh, quite uh, much more advanced than the old style of the uh of the literal uh ark uh, of Noah, uh, but it still represented the ark and it still was literal but it wasn't the kind of literality uh that the ark was; it was a different kind of literality or literalness and uh so then uh that whole idea began to 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 expanding still uh, the key was 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 not there uh, the the riddle was not solved. Uh, there was something else, one of the things that was a constant that I kept receiving, and I would keep hearing this word, and it was tied into the Noah's ark uh, uh, revelation the Noah's ark thing, and and it was uh, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of man, and I would hear that verse over and over and over and i would think why am i hearing that over and over i know what that is i know what that means uh you know that's talking about uh you know uh that's talking about that uh uh that god saved people uh in the time of noah and he's going to save people in the time of uh of of this day when uh uh, there's going to be a catching away and uh so i you know I I thought I I know all that why do I keep getting this this verse? why do I keep hearing it well I just kept hearing it and uh, and it just went, you know keep hearing that verse uh, as it was in the days of Noah so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man and it wasn't until quite some time later that God uh, opened up this incredible revelation of what that really meant and what that it was really about Because it was saying that as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Okay, what was there that it was going to be speaking about? Well, there will be two at the mill, one will be taken, one will be left. There will be two in the field, one will be taken, one will be left. And the angels will gather from the four corners of of the world and 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 they will there'll be a meeting in the air and and there'll be a catching away or a rapture however you like to call it and and they'll be taken and that event it was saying happened before as it was in the days of noah it's going to happen again this this catching away and when i got that oracle i was just i was just dumbfounded that i could not see that before that somehow there was a veil over that revelation even though I would read and read and reread and read and reread I could not see what was simply accurately expressed until God by the Holy Spirit just anointed me and and my eyes opened and when my eyes opened and I saw it it just answered so many questions it explained you know about about (coughs) Enoch and him being caught away and that his 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 uh, his family, his family, his offspring were also caught away be before the flood, and and they were taken to the father's house, and Jesus in the in the fourteenth chapter of of the Gospel of John said, uh, "I'm going away uh, uh, to my father's house, and where I'm going to be, I want you to also be. I want you, you know, you will be joining me, and but I will be coming again." And then scripture says that he'll be coming with these saints. Well, who are these saints? Because the resurrection doesn't take place till later, uh, supposedly. So who are these saints he's coming with? And, and in Jude, it talks, uh, you know, uh, of all persons, of course, it's Enoch, who has the prophecy, who has given this prophecy way back in time at the beginning of time, uh, uh, you know, uh, of that certain era, and and says that uh, the Lord will be coming with tens of thousands of his saints. And that was a prophecy of Enoch. So this is all tying in to this prophecy that he understands that they are in a different place. They're at the Father's house, and, and, and we're here uh, on this um, uh, planet called Earth, and these are two different places. And so this, this and I've, I've done teachings on this, and that's not my message today. But, I, but then the connection to this thing about the Father's house and the meaning of the ark of Noah, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be, in the days of the coming of Son of Man, just began to ring like a bell. And all of a sudden, I begin to get this revelation that tied in to the special oracle about the school of the prophets and this computer school and I begin to, to see um this um, a building of a virtual reality, an arc of revelation in which people would would uh come to this our site and then there would be these doors and as they would go through a particular door uh, they would take on a a consigned name and and this name would have a personification and then that personification representing them would begin to go through these doors and and as they went into uh, certain rooms there would be incredible revelation in there and they could they could take and decide to spend uh you know uh, several hours each day just in that one room, getting into some of these incredible revelations uh you know such like such things as as the uh as the towers uh, which we have never ever passed down or revealed to anyone uh, they could walk into that room and see the towers and the revelation the sensational almost unbelievable incredible revelation of the t- of the tower uh oracles and and then they when they finish that room they go on to another room of the ark and and they can go to you know and they take this journey which is like a um you know a, a a virtual reality and and so this whole computer thing is sort of like a living computer, and it, it has a body ministry to it, and there would be uh, other ministers who would be able to help because the the uh the prophecy says that the the numbers of people uh, coming across the threshold into that concept into that ark will just be absolutely uh, a terrific number and and so there'll be other ministries that will help answer questions for these people that come in and and have questions because it will be a school of the prophet ministry now i know there would be people say oh that that virtual reality thing you know there's nothing like that in the bible so you know where how you're going to back things like that uh from the bible oh there's all kinds of things that we could use uh to back that but i'm just going to use one because if i'm going to get this message taught uh even in two more sessions uh, i can't just spend too much time on one thing but eventually i will cover you know more and more of it but like in the book of revelations chapter 11 verse 8 it's talking about the two witnesses and it's talking about this experience that they go through in which uh, they have been uh uh they have been killed by the uh, uh, forces dark and in verse 8 it says and their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt where also our Lord was crucified now we are showing that this is actually a biblical virtual reality that the city of Sodom is a totally different city in a totally different location than than the nation of of uh, Egypt. And the place where the Lord was crucified is a third dimension, a different place. But in these different dimensions, which cover different aspects of the good and the bad, and, and of the dimensional aspect uh, of, of uh, notifications uh, to the mind of how to achieve absolute space, uh, we begin to see that you know this is a, a an incredible advanced uh, you know virtual reality. Uh, Sodom is not really the Sodom-Gomorrah that's been destroyed, but there is a a tag that connects it with some of the things that happened in Sodom. Egypt is not really the place where the Lord was crucified or where the witnesses will be crucified, but there is a virtual reality that has the capability of connecting them in a a, a spiritual kind of way. So we could call that kind of a reality a convergent reality. Now the the reality that mortals generally perceive versus the reality uh, that that uh, spiritual people receive is different in the sense that the general masses see things in a very mortal vein, whereas the people that are in the spiritual mode, uh, they, they get into uh, things that have not yet even consciously been opened, and the aspects of that potential is a much wider and deeper mind so uh uh there is a crossover and overcoming of the uh common antithesis that normally would be uh bumped into when a person would be uh crossing uh such a presumptuous uh uh, uh travel and crossing as this but but when you begin to see the total absolute incredible uh uh, beauty of it there will there will be other people that will want to hone in on that they will they will feel it like they were born with it they will feel it like they always knew this they will feel it like it belonged to them uh, like it like with jeremiah where the bible says in jeremiah (coughs) one before i was uh, born before i was conceived in my mother's womb and the Lord says, I knew you. I knew you. You belong to me. I knew you. And God is speaking that to certain people today. And they are having, having a, 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 an opening of the minds. But there still remain those apathetic persons out there who can't get around stumbling over themselves. And we don't know how long of a road that they have before they will overcome that. But we know that there are differences. We know there are revelations, so to speak. I don't really call them revelations, but uh, ideologies that people come up with, like remote viewing, and uh, some people think that those are are spiritual. But remote viewing, as it is generally presented, is is psychic uh, instead of Holy Spirit anointed. Like with the Holy Spirit anointed, uh, you know, you get into the telestesian prophets. Uh, They are moving by the Holy Spirit, and they can see uh, as a a seer looking back into time and forward into time. Uh, They are not into the uh, somatic, uh, psychic uh, estimation uh, considerations. And once we begin to realize the difference, then it's not long before uh, you will be able to get into Revelation seventeen three, where it says that he carried me away in the spirit. Small case s p i r i t. He carried me away in the spirit. Um, there are many of these people that are in this type of thing, like rem- re- remote viewing, and there's a there's a perfect scripture to describe them. In Psalms twenty one eleven, it says they imagined a a a, a mischievous mischievous device, but we're not able to fulfill it. Uh, There are people that are trying to make predictions, uh, trying to uh, catalog these incredible sequences of things to happen, and, and they pair a group of people's minds together. To try to make uh, that kind of a forecast uh, and and in psalms twenty one eleven they imagine uh these you know negative things, these mischievous things It's like a, a mental uh, mischievous device that is set on producing all of these uh destructible episodes, but they are not able to fulfill it and make it happen, especially they're not when there are spread around different places on the earth telestesian prophets who are standing out there in the gap and prophesying uh, for our skies to be uh, made safe from meteorites, for our skies to be made safe uh, from, uh, uh, you know, all the kinds of uh, uh, other uh, destructive things such as solar flares uh, that, that could come. And uh, uh, it, it is, it, it's, you know, in the power of the Holy Spirit to move God's people in these various ways that uh you know uh, uh are are able to move them through the contrast of ideas from those two different kinds of groups now going on with this story uh we are then looking forward uh, as we are getting you know we get to begin to get these books out and get them printed that have been waiting for a long time to get out to the people as the people begin to get on uh this glory train and they begin to see uh all of, uh, of the incredible uh things that are are going to be happening uh you know there there is going to be uh, a pour of the uh former and latter rain moderately and and it's going to come out upon uh the traffic ways of the internet and and people are going to begin to hear the humming of it and they're going to begin to uh, climb on board that glory train. Uh, it, it, it is an exciting, incredible time. Now, in the course of ongoing um, projection of, a rev- of revelations that uh, just keep falling like diamonds from the sky, and uh, I, I begin to receive a thing called spirit-to-spirit revelation. I had never read it any place, still to this day have never read it any place else, had never heard of it by anybody else. No one gave me the idea, there was nothing I saw or read that gave me the idea. It was divine, fresh word from God, spirit to spirit, and, and at first uh, I thought I understood what that meant, but uh, uh, it wasn't very long before I began to understand that that the entirety of that revelation was so expansive uh, so intense and so great uh, that that uh, I was only uh, understanding at first a, a small bit of the quickening potential uh, that it had and as uh, these revelations began to come to me uh, you know one of the things that uh, uh, is important and interesting to know Is why do you need this thing called spirit to spirit well I'm sure most people that have have read where Jesus revealed to this lady because she said Lord where should I worship at and she named you know these two different mountains uh, that were different two different cultures and um, one was Samaria and the other of course was the Jewish uh, faction and um, uh she said you know which which one of these am, am i to concentrate on and he he didn't say well uh you know for right now do this or do that he says uh, i tell you lady that the day is coming that they that will worship god in 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 spirit and in truth you know will worship him in the spirit and and that was this awesome answer uh, that will go down in the echoes uh, of 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 history uh, as a uh, a circuit of of blooming and flowering revelation uh, that will uh, never cease its continuum, as it travels the circuits of the heavens and the earth, it is it is so uh, wonderful and yet bold to be a part of of something that comes fresh right out of the heaven from God, and uh, Jesus made that statement you know the day is coming that those that worship him is going to worship him in spirit and truth we know there had already been warnings from the Bible you know don't lay your hands suddenly on any man we begin to realize that uh, there was a real problem with discerning uh, and there was warnings about uh not being able to discern the body and not being able to discern you know the the people with with the spirits that that uh, were evil of intent um, We also begin to understand you know that the body, even in its highest represented uh, aspect uh, of of holy utensils, was still uh, a flesh thing. It was like when a cow was offered in a sacrifice and it was made a holy cow for the purpose. But uh, technically, it still was in ever since. Uh, you know, uh, in addition to that holy uh, operation and name tag, uh, still uh, an animal being sacrificed uh, with its animal organs and, and uh, completely being a cow uh when we are involved with the uh, our hands to be laid upon another person Uh, some people will lay their hands upon some most often upon someone's head some people put their hands upon a person's shoulder uh you know uh, or maybe even on the back Uh, but it is hands to body flesh to flesh and that has been the case of the praying for the sick uh, but we have instances, uh, several, in which uh, Jesus did a spirit-to-spirit type of deliverance, in which one man said to him, uh, "I have this child that is, you know, very sick and dying," and Jesus said, "Well, I will come to. You. I can come. Come can't right now, but I can come and and pray for for your child," and the man says, "Oh, uh, that would not be necessary. Uh, I know that." you you are the Lord and all that you need to do is speak the word and it will be done and Jesus was just really enamored with uh, this person for having the faith because he knew that was the kind of thing he was talking about when he said the day will come that they that worship god will, must worship him in spirit and truth and here was a a, a true printout uh, uh here was a here was an absolute space of conceptuality uh very distinctly different uh, from the average uh, uh you know uh people of the masses and uh, uh so jesus was able by spirit to spirit to to speak to that person that wasn't even there and and to deliver that person just as realistically just as powerfully and even more powerfully than if he uh uh, or as if he had been right there in the physical body and so we can see that is one case uh there are many cases of how the virtual virtue can go out and the virtual can virtue can take a journey and and uh it can it it can travel as uh, vibrations uh and it can travel at very good speeds uh, and bring about uh, various kinds of healing so as i begin to get this spirit to spirit revelation um, and i begin to do gentle uh, on people um, you know it's very hard to get out of the old habits uh, i would still uh put my hand upon the back of their head and I would say hypothalamus to the pituitary, pituitary to the hypothalamus to the thyroid and go through all of that particular revelation. Uh, but I was doing it still touching them. But as time has gone on, uh God uh has uh, uh really shown me and clarified that um you know the really beauty of the spirit to spirit revelation is spirit to spirit you don't need to touch physical to physical in fact physical to physical is just a hindrance so spirit to spirit is dealing with the spirit now last week i gave you a whole pile of scriptures to show how important that the spirit is and how that you know it's a world all of us own and, and and the spirit is willing and the flesh is what is weak the flesh is what is the problem it's the flesh that has enmity to god and it's the spirit that keeps us in the the circuit of hope and there are many 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 scriptures that verify that and so as we begin to understand that it is absolutely then uh, a prevalent and and uh, uh of god's will that we establish this spirit to spirit reality so that people can come into these revelations uh, in in the full aspect of that kind of an understanding so so uh what all can can be done well first off let's go over a few scriptures to support this whole thing about the spirit to spirit revelation um, let's look at uh, psalms one hundred and four. Turn with me in your Bible to Psalms 104. There's two different scriptures there that we will read that are very, very interesting. And uh, they they have a definite revelation in them about this spirit to spirit. First we'll read 104 uh, and we'll be reading uh, 3 through 4. And it says, Who layeth the beams of his chambers in the waters, who maketh the clouds his chariot, who walketh upon the wings of the wind? Who maketh his angels spirits? And we talked about that scripture. About you know what, what were, <clears throat> what were these spirits before he maketh them spirits? And we discussed, you know, uh, what the, the the closing reality on that was, uh, how that that uh, this this uh, uh, these spirits had. Had angelic uh physical bodies. But now <clears throat> there needed to be a revelation so that uh, the, the spirit uh, could uh out circuit uh the the body and could could be able to minister the needs to its own body and to other bodies. <coughs> Excuse me. And so as we begin to get into this picture and we begin to see that aspect, and we begin to see that that it is right in the middle of of uh you know having to do with creation, you know uh as we read here, who layeth the beams uh of his chambers in the waters and maketh the clouds' chariots, walketh upon the the winds of uh, of the of the wind are the wings of the wind, uh, who maketh his angels' spirits, his ministers of flaming fire, that is all connected now we can get the, the, the center of gravity uh in a very close proximity by staying within the general context uh just uh you know a few scriptures over like turn to 105 psalms 105 and um let's um, uh let's just uh see what uh what is being revealed here um in the uh, 30th uh, verse <coughs> Okay, I said 105. What I really meant is 104 um, and the 30th verse. So we're still in the same chapter. That's what I meant by continued uh, contextuality of the same chapter. So it's it's, uh, 104, verse 30. Thou sendest forth thy spirit. They are created. Thou renewest the face of the earth. Uh, The manifest talks about in the creation how that there was a group of angels that came down during the time of creation, and they begin to spirit the creation. Well, here is a, a, a verse that absolutely proves that. Thou sendest forth thy spirit, they are created. Thou renewest the face of the earth. There's this power by our spirits to create. There's this power by our spirits to renew the face of the earth. Now the face of the earth has to include our human bodies. And uh so there is something very regenerating about that. And so the very name Jin Tao is generative generative touch. So we are dealing with this Jin Tao with generative touch, which is all about the power of creation, the power of re- gen- our power of regeneration. And and here is a powerful uh, couple of scriptures that that really show that in a in a beautiful and powerful way. Now, if um, if we were to go, uh, you know, backwards in time a little bit, uh, let's go to Numbers eleven, back in the Old Testament, Numbers eleven, and let me read from there, in the seventeenth verse. And here is god speaking to moses and i will come down and talk with thee there and i will take of the spirit which is upon thee and will put it upon them and they shall bear the burden of the people with thee that thou bear it not thyself alone then um, if you skip down to the 24th verse and moses went out and told the people the words of the lord and gathered the seventy men of the elders of the people, and set them around about the tabernacle. And the Lord came down in a cloud, and spake unto him, and took of the Spirit that was upon him, and gave it unto the seventy elders. And it came to pass that when the Spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and did not cease. Now we're going to be talking here in a little bit on this idea of what rested. Because this re- this uh, you know rest mass and this idea of zero rest and some of these revelations that we uh, talked on a little bit last week, uh, we want to extend that, and and we want to show the uh, what could consider to be an oddity, uh, where you have um, you know this the spirit rest upon them, and you think well when the spirit rest then that would mean that everything stops and nothing happens. But it is just the opposite. See, things with the spirit are just the opposite from how that you would correlate that to be by an understanding in the flesh. The physical revelation is not comparative to the spiritual revelation. In fact, it is an antithesis to the spiritual revelation. And so we have then this this revelation and and uh you know where where it says uh that uh that you know god rested the spirit upon them and then what happens well they prophesied and didn't cease they were just so moved when the when the spirit from moses came and and, and part of his spirit was shared with the 70 elders this is a way back in, into the bible a spirit to spirit happening and it's and it's and it's a god thing it's god saying look this is what i'm going to do i'm going to show you this and i'm going to do this for you because this is a new revelation most people don't know about this this is a totally new revelation and and it's even something that's going to going to happen and be understood far far up the road but right now you actually need this futuristic revelation to happen to you right now so here's how it's gonna work. I'm gonna take this, this spirit that's upon you, this your spirit, and I'm going to I'm going to put it spread it upon seventy other persons. Wow. Do you get any idea of this spirit, the spirit, how powerful it is? How that that obviously incorporated with the spirit of of, of um you know Moses was the anointing was the charismatic aspect, was the uh, uh, capability aspect, the leadership aspect, the wisdom aspect, the knowledge aspect. And that was passed as a portion by a spirit-to-spirit transference to these 70 elders, a spirit-to-spirit action, spirit-to-spirit ministry. This revelation, ladies and gentlemen, is ready to revolutionize the church. It's ready to change the old order. And the Bible says that all those stones of the temple are going to be broken down. There's not going to be one left upon another. We're coming into that fulfillment of the scripture that that Paul uh, created when he spoke and said, Laying aside the foundations the principles of the foundations of the uh, of the uh, of the, the word the laying on of hands the baptisms the teaching about revel revel uh, in you know revelation uh, in the sense of uh, resurrection he said let's go on to perfection not that these things were going to be done away with he said but that you don't, you don't need to just keep repeating them and repeating them uh, once you've got that knowledge, you've got it, now you go on <clears throat> to new and and uh, deep, beautiful new revelations. And, and that's what is going to happen. That's what's happening right now as this word is beginning to come uh, you know over uh, these radio emissions, and people are this word is going out, and there's going to be uh, you know multitudes of people that are going to be getting this word. And they're going to be saying, my God, why hasn't this been preached before? Why is it even in the Bible, way back in Numbers? Why hasn't this been understood, spirit to spirit? Why haven't they understood this message that Jesus preached? When he said, you know, in that day, you know, it's it's not going to be mountain to mountain, physical to physical. In that day, it's going to be they that worship God are going to worship him in spirit and in truth. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Praise God. okay <clears throat> now let's look at um uh you know let's look at some uh a, a, another scripture turn to first corinthians two first corinthians two thirteen, and let's add, we'll add this one there's more scriptures but uh you know that 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 should be enough to show you that uh <laughs> it's bible you know it's bible that's the one thing about the holy manifest it does use scripture To prove the teachings. And the Bible says, whatsoever is manifested is light. Something manifests the truth, then that is a proof that it's light. And and that's one of the things that God gave us a proof. And the Bible says, prove all things. He said, well, when you manifest something, you know, uh, and it's a true manifest, it's going to bring light. It's going to tell you things that you'll know down deep inside is true. You you'll know it's true because it won't it won't be a murky darkness, but but it'll be light that just all of a sudden opens your mind and your heart and your spirit, and makes you know that it is the truth and it is the reality. Okay, now uh, we're looking in First uh, Corinthians, uh, chapter two, verse. Um, Verse 13, which things also we speak, not in words, which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things, Are spiritual. Now, we talked earlier about the remote viewing, the psychics. And how that that is totally different from the revelation of of the anointed holy Ghost prophet ministry and seership ministry, we're not knocking these people, we're not putting any kind of a a damnation on them. We're just explaining that there is a difference between that kind of insight and the kind of insight that comes by the holy spirit and that's important to know now here we see that that parallel that twofold road the things which are words of man's wisdom that are taught and and you know there is a kind of man's wisdom human wisdom said paul said i'm not teaching that i'm not called to I'm not called to teach that kind of wisdom, he said, but I'm called to teach what the holy ghost is is teaching, and he said involved in that, and this is important is the power and the ability of comparing spiritual things with spiritual, and you see that is not what what humans are doing today in most of the church world. they are basically measuring one another by a physical measurement of physical things. And they are using that to select whether or not those people are divine or not divine, whether those things that they say or the status that they want should be acceptable or not. But that is not the method of discerning by the Spirit of the Lord, uh, which is not discerning Uh, a term used to describe describe physical discerning, but it's actually the gift is discerning of spirits because it's spirit to spirit. And so this scripture says comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now when you are able to to step over that threshold and get into that inside inter-sanctum where you are uh, selecting by the Holy Ghost the insight, which is a revelation of spirit to spirit, then you are beginning to be able to say, okay, now I'm going to take this spiritual edification and I'm going to compare it to this other spiritual ed- edification. And you would be able to tell by that, oh, okay, this person is in the first wheel and this other spiritual edification is in the third wheel this person is in the the green light this other person is in the scarlet light and you'd be you'd be comparing spiritual to spiritual but there would be a clarification of being able to understand uh where people are you would in a sense be reading the inner aura of that person and that would tell you what uh would be too much to try to teach that person that they weren't ready for for the whole truth and nothing but the whole truth there are things you could teach them but you have to keep it within the realm and then as you as you begin to monitor them you would see uh that that the impression of that particular realm from which they were assigned uh can begin to uh, come into fullness so that when a uh, a a wheel comes into the first-class wheel and the fullness of the first-class wheel color, uh, it has capability of understanding uh, most everything that would be revealed in, in the second ring. And and, and in some cases, uh, if, if those uh, experiences are highlighted, uh, it can even understand re- things uh, that would be told in the third ring and uh now that's holy manifest revelation and i'm just sort of uh, uh grabbing a little tiptoe a bit and giving it to you without you know telling you the whole story but i think you would still find that interesting as we talk about comp- comp- uh, comparing spiritual things with spiritual and just to get an idea now we see the importance of uh, people helping happy- helping people uh, I read the scripture to you last week, uh for I won't turn to it uh but it, it was in first Corinthians six eighteen and it talked about people uh you know refreshing each other's spirit, and they refreshed my spirit paul speaks and and so there is a capability by the spirit that we can have to refresh other people's spirit now that that thing of refresh is a term used in the Old Testament sometimes in lieu of the word Sabbath which means rest and as you begin to understand then this refreshing as standing for uh, uh, the uh, saboeth the the Sabbath uh, the rest (coughs) then it becomes more and more important to understand uh, what that rest is now we see that when you really get into the rest that that doesn't mean a physical interpretation of it. Okay, now it's time to quit everything. Just sit down and and uh, put yourself into a lump and and you know just try to quit and don't do anything. It means just the opposite in the spirit world. It means it's time to prophesy. it's time to move by the spirit. It's time to create it's time to do all kinds of 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 unseemly things uh, as far as the natural world is concerned. So this thing of entering into the rest is an incredible place to be with God. Now we know these things that are spoken in the Spirit are um, are are mysteries because in the fourteenth uh, chapter of First Corinthians, second verse, and I I talked about this I think last week, but uh, uh, second verse. of of 14 for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto God for no man understandeth him how be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries now I have had experiences with speaking in tongues and I know that there's unknown tongues but I was always interested in you know in the aspect of the mystery of the tongues and I was also interested in the uh described uh Pentecostal experience that happened um when uh they the uh disciples began to speak in tongues of all kinds of different nations well um in um, my experiences of uh of speaking in tongues, I have spoken in Several different languages. Uh, I spoke in um, Hindi, which is like East Indian uh, language. I've spoken in um, Chinese. I've spoken in Spanish. Uh, I've I've spoken in a uh, fairly good number of uh, of different languages. And someone would say, "Well, how would you know that you you, you spoke that?" Well, it just so happened that there would be people that would be in the meetings and uh and when i would when I would speak and uh in like when I spoke in Hindi, there was a fellow there from India, and he he was just so excited, and he got up and uh because he knew that I didn't really speak Hindi, and he was telling about how that I was describing by my tongues uh his trip on the boat uh across the across the ocean and 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 quite a bit of detail like that and then once uh in a church meeting there was a lady that came up and she was an american indian and she be she would just just oh she was just so excited and trembling she she could hardly contain herself and she was telling the story of what the of what the uh the message in the in this uh, american indian language was that i was speaking i didn't know what it was saying but 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 she did and 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 uh by the same token we had experiences like that with uh, chinese spanish and you know several other kinds of languages uh, that i had and and uh those those are really uh, uh definitely uh positive experiences and and you know they they're quite uh, uh quite quite neat uh so uh I think I thank God for those, uh, you know, and I also thank God for for, uh, you know, this uh, verse uh, of 1 Corinthians 14:2 that I read, in which it says, uh, you know, that we that we we speak mysteries in the spirit. It's just not wasted lingo. It's just not, you know, rhetoric going out there that has uh, no meaning. It, it it's mysteries in the spirit and we and uh, and let's look at 1 Corinthians 14:15. Uh 1 Corinthians uh 14:15 uh, uh, says, "What is it then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also." Wow. You know, there is an expansion that God is wanting us to move into in this revelation of the Spirit. There is an expansion. God is wanting us to to move in a very positive way and it's absolutely exciting. It's super exciting. <clears throat> so um, the capability uh, we're told to be able to discern the spirits which are of God. That's in 1 John 4.1 to be able to discern the spirits which are God, and you do this not by your body trying to discern the spirit, because your body is antithesis to a spirit, and it's not going to have the capability uh, to really, truly, uh, other than just a guess, be able to discern discern, uh, that other spirit. It's going to have to happen by the spirit to the spirit. And so that's spirit to spirit ministry. And that's the same kind of kind of action that has to do with creating. Blessed be the name of God. It's, it's exciting. So then, as I begin to realize, okay, we are not going to have to do this body-to-body thing. Well, how are we going to do this other? Well, this thing with the telephone became very, very important. Because you can have a private conversation with an individual who needs healing and you can do Gentile over the telephone now what can you achieve over the telephone well you know God has revealed many things to me which I am still working on developing because it's a really really big thing and and, and they have virtual reality perspectives and, and actuality perspectives and, and um, you know uh, there are all kinds of, of, uh, of things that uh, that can be done uh i I have come to an understanding that with Jintao that it is not a problem to create uh stem cells stem cells that can be used to to repair body parts in the human being that can be done with with um spirit to spirit uh that uh you could also uh turn back the aging clock. Uh, I had started on this, but you know, I just didn't have the full revelation. I was still doing it uh, with a mixture of, you know, laying on of the hands and, and spirit to spirit, and I just didn't, I just didn't have the full, uh, you know, revelation. Uh, but but now uh, that that I've got this uh, much fuller revelation, I can see. Uh, the the uh, sub planting of these things uh, by the greater more powerful spiritual truth and and so I'm beginning to see that you know uh, uh that is still something God wants us to be able to do to be able to go into Gentile and begin to uh, to to turn back uh, the aging clock I've recently been talking to a couple individuals who are involved uh, with um workshops that deal with a uh, goodly a number of people and uh and I'm talking about possibly uh, coming uh, on into their workshops and and having a um uh, t- having telephones all set up uh where all the people can hear and 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 I can hear them they can hear me and and I can do uh uh, Gentile, uh not only individually but to the masses. Uh, because there's all kinds of of use of the gifts that can be done in a uh, a massive uh way uh to to uh, a large group of of humans at the same time uh you know i, I have been shown by god that uh that i can do by sp- with spirit to spirit i can do acupressure acup- uh, uh and and uh with this acupressure uh you can move along the meridians uh, uh to uh, to the muscles and to the veins uh, I have even experimented and had some uh, good success cleaning out plaque in people's um, heart arteries that were major heart veins. Um, uh, I can even you know do acupuncture and do it spirit to spirit and once again following the meridians uh, I have done spirit surgery i have done uh you know uh uh, you know several other kinds of um of of spirit uh uh movement um i want to um to give you a really awesome scripture here turn with me to colossians chapter two colossians chapter two now this this is really an awesome scripture and um is um, is just um, an eye opener when a person really sees it in its uh, deepest uh, application. So here we go. Um, you know, Colossians chapter two, verse five. For though I be absent in the flesh, this is this is Paul. Now you have to remember that Paul was under house arrest, and he could not go out and minister to people because he could not leave the house. He was under uh, house arrest by verdict of the Roman uh, Empire legal system. And he says, For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, enjoying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in christ now the explanation is extensive enough that you begin to realize this is not just some mere kind of a a statement to be cute and say well you know i'm with you i'm 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 there this is detail this is detail you know he says i'm with you in the spirit and, uh, and 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 uh, and beholding your order, I I can see you, and and I have the the joy in being able to be in the spirit and have have cognizance of of being there in the spirit, and be and and I and I have a joy in this, and and I am beholding your order, and the steadfastness you, you see in the order. This is really, really in detail, and the steadfastness of your faith, so we see that it's purely absolutely biblical definition to be able to move by the spirit and 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 to, to do things like spirit surgery uh spirit transport spirit what we call photo translation or spirit photo transition those are all things that we can do now there is a beautiful word that really goes with this but sometimes it has been interpreted or failed to be interpreted properly. Uh, and and the word is is communion but sometimes it should be connected it should be translated communicated and mistakenly is translated communion when it's it's, mis, it's not really the communion that the scripture is talking about now let's just look at a few scriptures let's start off with this old time beautiful one in exodus 25:22 exodus 25:22 and there i will meet with thee and i will commune with thee from above the mercy seat from between the two cherubims which are upon the ark of the testimony of all things which i will give thee in commandment unto the children of israel and there i will commune with you this this is a communion this is the real thing this is having a spirit-to-spirit communion the one spirit integrating with the other spirit absorbing being endued with power and receiving instructions and receiving strength and encouragement and healing and being able to take that experience out into the world and give it relevance. That is the incredibility of this awesome communion. Now let's look at another couple of examples because it all ties in. Let's look at Genesis eighteen thirty two. Genesis eighteen thirty two. Let's read that one. Now this uh, has a a a certain application that uh, does make a very important part. So here we go, Genesis eighteen thirty-two, and he said. Now this is God's God, uh, and this is an angel and Abraham having an interchange, and and Abraham says oh let not the lord be angry and i will speak yet this once preventure tin shall be found there and he the angel said i will not destroy it for tin's sake this thing about speaking mysteries People have missed the boat. We have, like in this case with Abraham, over a million people whose lives are at the very threat of ex- extinction. Generally, the majority of people don't know about it, could care less about it. But there is a man of God, Abraham, who's called the friend of God, and he's been it's been revealed to him because he's a caring person that cares about people, and he's he's bargaining with God, and he keeps getting the numbers down. Finally, he gets it down. He knows he can't go below that, without being offensive. And finally, he says, "Okay, God, wonder if you only found ten people," and it's obvious. Proposition was, would you then spare it? And the angel said, yeah. All these million people, if I can just find ten people that have this balance of good in them, I will spare all these cities and all these people. And Abraham did his thing. And that was a communion. Now it's part of the mystery of speaking in these other tongues. That's kind of a mystery of being able to to be a telestesian prophet to to know what's going on. Things that can be happening. It's just like when Korah and his family came against Moses. And challenged Moses. Theoretically. To try to prove that his decision wasn't just right. And as um. As he began to make the point, God was not happy. God knew this man wasn't operating and speaking by the Spirit. And God told told, um, Moses, separate yourself from these people and tell your followers to get away from them because I am going to I'm going to send a destruction upon him and his families. And so the people of God that believed, they moved out of the way. They got over on the side where Moses was. But the people that did not want to believe, and they just challenge everything. Nothing is ever right. Something is always not right. They stood over there on Korah's side and his family. And then it happened the ground began to open up and all the, the tents and the people that were there with cora went down into the ground and after they were down in the ground the earth began to buckle and close up upon them and fire began to spew out of the earth there was no one there in cora's group that could see that their own lives were in the danger of extinction they did not have the revelation they were getting revelation by the human flesh they can make all their technical points theologically but it was not holy ghost sent and when people make all these kind of points and try to prove something try to try to push something to a dot and and make it a such a reference that you have to believe it or you're damned they don't have a revelation of what really is happening they don't have a revelation of what really is going on in the earth world it's only certain people that see these things by the spirit they're like this other scripture i read where they try to imagine these evil devices to happen and they begin to give prophecies that these awful things are going to happen But they don't have the power to make those things happen because those revelations were not by God. They were psychic type of things that were not very well understood or described. Okay. Let's look uh, at Psalm 77, 5 and 6. Psalm 77, 5 and 6. And this will be the last scripture I'll read on that particular subject. And we'll go on. Psalms 77, 5 and 6. Okay. Here's what it says. For he established a testament in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children. Now that is um. 78, and actually I want it 77, but that actually is interesting. I'll go back to 77. But that is a case of just what I was talking about, in which um, the ability to to know about generations that should be born and should arise and the power to be able to declare that to their families that are present. Wow. But let's go now over to um, 77. Sorry. Chapter 77, 5 and 6. And here we go. I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with my own heart, and my spirit made diligent search." Here is really a setting for the spirit of spirit. And what are the things that it advances? It goes back into the years of ancient times. It calls to remembrance. The song in the night, and there's a whole beautiful, incredible revelation. A song that's waiting to be sung. A song that's waiting to be understood about who you were. Where you came from. Why you are here. Where you are called to your destiny. And you have to commune with your own heart. Which obviously is part of the revelation of being connected to the spirit for making the diligent search. I just found that so beautiful. And all tied into this communion, all tied into this fulfillment of these incredible things that that God wants to bring us to. If you could see that we have this arc set up on the internet, which is a an incredible revelation of virtual reality. And then we could bring people into these various situations in which Jintao could be done speakerphone to speakerphone on them. We could have rooms where people go in to make testimonies rooms where people go in for particularly things, particular things. And as there begins to be more and more people within this body that are gifted with knowing how to do uh, Gentile and spirit to spirit, there can be a whole forum of body of Christ persons who are communioned together to bring deliverance to groups of people now there was a, a a case when Solomon was building the house of the Lord and he received a revelation and in 1st Kings 6 6 I'll not turn to it but without the walls of the home he made narrow rests r-e-s-t-s around about so that the beams should not be fastened in the walls of the house. Now, get a hold of this. You have the structure of the house with the walls. The roof has not been put on yet. Outside of these walls, he puts up these particular narrow beams that have narrow rests, R-E-S-T-S, on them, and they circle the entire whole house and the the beams that are going to hold up the ceiling and the and the roof do not rest on the the framework of the walls like how most houses and buildings are made but instead they move across those frames but the weight is put on these posts that have these narrow rests that the the beams are set onto for the making of the roof and all the way. So, so the, the roof part and all that does not touch the frame of the building. I, I'll tell you, there is a spirit-to-spirit revelation there. Here we have... A physical revelation of building a physical thing, but a spiritual revelation of how to make this so that the, the aerial part, the, the ceiling, the top part, is allowed to have a separation from being attached in a definite continuum. With the rest of the body, so that everything is just all connected to the to the body, which is the flesh, and they, this was done with these little rests, rests. And I just saw that as being quite beautiful in the revelation of these of these rests. In Deuteronomy 12:8 through 9, uh, you know, Moses is talking to his his people, Israel, and he said, "You have not come." you have not yet come to the rest he recognized that he saw that isaiah sixty three fourteen talks about the rest that had to come upon the beast we talked last week about how that this mass rest represented by zero would like represent a cessation by us rendering ourselves into Christ so that we are immune from the condemnation that comes upon the fleshly body and how that by entering into that that rest we are relieved from the actions of the beast when that relief comes we are then able to get our excitons going, the prophecies, the revelations, the oracles. Praise the name of God. Wow. That story about the house is First Kings 6.6. 6. And another scripture that talks about it that is very, very interesting, which calls it the house of the Lord a place of rest is uh, Isaiah 66, verse 1. Last week we talked about the residue of the spirit found in Malachi 2.15. We explained how that, that was the knowledge of these things with family and things done uh, as a memra, a memra in the things of, of the body that was held in the mind for a period of time. In Isaiah 11, 2 and 10 it talked about Christ said the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. What happens when the Spirit of the Lord comes and rests upon you? Isaiah 30, 16 says in returning and rest shall you be saved. This aspect of entering into this rest is so absolutely essential and important. It has to do with your very salvation. <clears throat> Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28-29, Jesus said, You that are heavy laden, come unto me and I will give you rest. Jesus is beckoning for the people to understand that this rest is not what they think it is. That the Sabbath is not what they think it is. There's a place of yielding your fleshly body and your fleshly uh, uh, style that is enmity with God into a place of rest, which is obviously into the grace of Jesus Christ, which allows us, by that immunity and that action of grace, To be able to take advantage of having our spirit freed from that overburden of the of the beast. Now turn with me to the book of Luke chapter 10. I'm going to read something here. Luke chapter 10. And we'll start with um, 3 through 20. go your ways behold i send you forth as lamb lambs among wolves carrying neither purse nor scrap nor scrip nor shoes and salute no man by the way and into whatsoever house you enter first say peace be to this house and if the son of peace be there your peace shall rest on it if not it shall turn to you again in the same out in the same house, remain eating and drinking such things as they give. For the labor is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house, and into whatsoever city you enter, and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you, and heal the sick that are therein, and say unto them, The kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. I'm telling you, God has a plan in his directives about how we are to minister and how we are to journey on the road in this ministry. And, and, you know, all you need to do is read this a few times. It's not complicated to understand. And follow the instructions. It'll make a new creature out of you. But one of the things that's really, really important is healing. And this Gentile will have a carriage. It will have a way of of spreading and fanning out into hundreds and hundreds of people and thousands of people, then millions of people, for bringing physical healing and mental healing and spiritual healing to them. And that's why this spirit-to-spirit thing is so important. That's why this whole revelation we're talking about and entering into the rest is so important. And say unto them, The kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. But into whatever city you enter and they receive you not, go your way out of the streets of the very same and say, Even the very dust of your city, which cleaveth on us, we do wipe off against you, notwithstanding Be sure of this, that the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. There's some incredible things here. We have to be so careful how we make judgments upon anybody. Verse 12, But I say to you that it shall be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. Serious stuff. More tolerable for Sodom than for that city. He gives these experiences in saying that if the mighty works had been done in some of these cities that had been done with these people getting these revelations, they would have repented. So now we see that God reserves it in His right to know the believing of an individual, which is the book of life of an individual, and to know that if certain things had happened, those people would have repented long ago. Isn't it sad that there are not those prophets and seers that are able to look and see who those people are, who those nations are, that would repent if certain things were done that is sadly remains a disaster because there is no man to stand in the gap no one to see what needs to be done and which can be done by proxy by virtual reality and that's what we want to make this ark. We want to make this ark as it was in the days of Noah. So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Because that connects us with Melchizedek, that connects us with the sons of Enoch, that connects us with the Father's house, and we want to be uh, an instrument of connection for the for millions of people who need to be able to come in this spirit-to-spirit revelation. And, and we we will not be be um, Separate it. We will be able to get around even a lot of things that these people that were sent out will not be able to get around. Because we don't have to fool with the with, with the physical end of it. These people that have to go through all the physical trade, all the physical maneuver. They got to worry about what they dress, what they look like, where they go, how they go, where they eat, what they eat. And how to do all these things a certain way. All in the physical aspect. But you bypass all of that. When you go spirit to spirit. Spirit to spirit. Doesn't have anything to do with what to wear. Spirit to spirit. Doesn't have anything to do with how you dress. With what you eat. Spirit to spirit. Doesn't have anything to do. With what, what nation you live in. Or what city you live in. Or what street you live in. Or what house you live in spirit to spirit bypasses it all it's not the one mountain against the other mountain the mountain of good the mountain of evil it bypasses it all ladies and gentlemen one day i will do a teaching on the on the on the 10 words on the the law of the covenant that was that moses put on the tablets and i will show bible and you will be amazed that it is in the bible that the first covenant that was made was made as laws of love thou shalt love the lord thy god with all thy heart and they retained two of them but when it when it was broken because of the sin it changed from Thou shalt love the Lord To Thou shalt not this. Thou shalt not that. It was all changed. And God is restoring to us paths to dwell in. And there's paths that we can dwell in. And we can get around all this trouble in the flesh. Think of it, ladies and gentlemen. When you really do this thing right with the spirit-to-spirit revelation, the devil doesn't really have an opportunity to checkmate you by using lustful, sexual things for destroying you in your weak fleshly considerations. Spirit to spirit gets around it all. Spirit goes to spirit. In the spirit there's neither male nor female. There's no judgment of one person being of one level or to another as far as the physical attributes are concerned. Ladies and gentlemen, there is so much more. I haven't hardly scratched this teaching. Apparently we will have to finish it next week. when we get to a certain place where we have um, finished this teaching it may last another week, another two weeks I hope then to get into the seven thunders before Genesis Revelation book. Now there's been several people that have ordered some people have bought a whole box of five books they want to be able to pass out to other people because the price is right ladies and gentlemen it's the best price that I've ever been able to have that I could pass on to people I'm not mentioning this for the sake of making a sale I'm mentioning this for the sake that this teaching will be so great this interview of the Word of God and this revelation of the Seven Thunders book will be such a sunrise, such a a star rise. I promise you you will want to have one of those books. You can still order and get these books. You've got to go directly to the manifesto to Jerry Lee. And we'll, you, you can do this through going on PayPal. Say what you want. I'm sure you can find all the information on this book. I advise you to do that. That's all I want to take the time to talk on. Then you'll have something in your hands when this message begins to be taught. God bless you so much. I will take the time. I want to do a prayer. Heavenly Father, reach out across the circuits. Let at this moment the Soundtron become alive. Let at this moment energies swell up like magnified glories brighter than ten thousand suns in the spirit. And reach out to touch the sick that are out there that can be touched by this word, that can hear this word, that can be delivered with this word. Regardless of what that sickness is, whatever it is, let this prayer take on personifications. Personifications speaking in the Soundtron, spirit to spirit, love to love, spirit to spirit, Mystery to mystery, exciton to exciton, to every individual for healing and deliverance, salvation. So be it. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.